I committed. I, I, I committed. I, I dove in. When I saw that picture and that switch got flipped and I made the decision to start working out with Spencer and start working out at, at a CFDC, that was the commitment right there. That night after that meeting, I went home, I cleaned out the refrigerator, got rid of the frozen pizzas, got rid of the lasagna, whatever it was. I bought vegetables, proteins, got rid of Dr. Peppers. I love Dr. Pepper. used to love Dr. Pepper. Love Dr. Pepper. It was my favorite. Um, started cutting out the sugar and just really dove in feet first with, with all of it. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today I have Stephen Warren joining me on the podcast. Stephen has seen incredible weight loss over the last six months. You're going to be inspired by hearing his story, how he did it, and his plan for keeping it off. Enjoy. My name is Stephen Warren. I'm uh, 35 years old. I'm married to Tammy Warren that works out here at uh, College Station CrossFit. And uh, electrician, been electrician for 12 years. I got two wonderful kids, Bryson and Haley. Bryson's 17 and Haley's 11. And uh, enjoy working out. It's, yeah, it's okay, a man. Let's give the listeners an idea of how we ended up in this uh, kind of interview today. Because it all kind of, I mean, it's a cool long story, but or a cool story. It might be long, um, but give them an idea of why we're sitting here today. Okay, so uh, about a year ago, uh, my job took me to Dallas, and my family stayed here, and I drive back and forth every week, come home on the weekends to be with my family, and uh, the apartment complex I stay at, they have a free gym, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just go and work out, and I'll just stay in shape or try to get back into shape because I wasn't where I wanted to be, but I lacked something. So, and I think it was just the camaraderie and from being in the military, I didn't have that, uh, that squad that I was used to being with. And I've been out for a while, but it's still not having that, uh, that accountability or those people with me. So I really fell out of it and my weight started to go up and I didn't have a scale, didn't step on it, never really paid attention. Yeah. The pants were starting to fit a little tight, but I just let it go. So uh, one day, the we had some trail cameras set up, and a buddy of mine was was messing with his, and it took some pictures of me, and I saw myself in that, and I had this kind of an aha moment that I needed to get back into shape. And Tammy had been talking to me and telling me, "Hey, you know, you need to do something. Um, you know, whether it's getting back into you know doing a little bit of MMA." Um, maybe go into like title boxing or something like that because there's a lot of different stuff up there and she even was mentioned this about october of 19 or even you say about a year ago what time frame well i'm sorry the, the her I mean, t- october 18 uh um, no we're yeah we're in 2000 i went to started going to dallas in august of 18 18 august of 18 over a year ago a little over a year ago and how much do you weigh at that time at that time i honestly i don't even remember it was in the i would say 240 plus okay um but it it had gradually gone up so she came in the the this past murph for memorial the the family had came up and they were with me and that's when she was telling me of 19 which was five five or six months ago yeah 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 so 
she would she was telling me about you know getting back into shape and you know i kind of i let myself go and and i had realized that from seeing that photo and it was kind of a that moment over the weekend we were talking about it and uh so she was she's been working out with y'all for a couple months prior to that and she really loved it so we were talking and she was searching and she found a box right around the corner from where where I'm staying because at. at the time you were living in Dallas during the week. Yes. So you're working yeah. in Dallas but living here. So kind of dual yes. residence. Yeah, pretty know. much. Yeah. Pretty much. So And she found the gym in Dallas. She found the gym in Dallas. She's like, you know, you should, you know, maybe see if you can go and sit down for a consultation. I was like, okay. So that afternoon we got back from driving around and I sat down and I was like, you know, let me see let me see if they have anything. So the day of Murph, so Memorial Day, I opened my computer, and they had two appointments. They had one at 2 o'clock and I think one later on. So I, I was like, okay, this is God telling me that you need to go. You know, you've already had the conversation with your wife. Um, this is just affirmation that you need to take the next step. So I was like, okay. So I clicked on it, and I was nervous, you know, because I wasn't in great shape. And I just really didn't know what was going to happen so i go in and sit down and uh met with uh spencer nix he's a great guy great guy which so. is a very close personal friend of mine and we go way back did you have did he have any clue at that moment when y'all met no okay. no so when we we're sitting down for the consultation i'd kind of given him this my background story on where where i was and where i was coming from and told him about tammy and how she worked out with y'all here in college station and as soon as I said your name, it was kind of like a pin drop moment. He looked at me and he was like, no way. And I was like, is this a good thing? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's a great thing. And I was like, okay. He goes, Charlie and I go way back. So from that moment there with Spencer, I think it was just like a click between the two of us. And he's my coach uh, there he does all my check-ins. He checks on me, keeps make sure that I'm staying on track. Yeah, so giving a you know a little bit of context into what that looks like. So here I have your in-body results. So May 27th, which is that day, right? You get checked in, weighed in at 258. Yeah. Right? And, and, and I'll, spoiler alert, we're going to give your results now, but we're going to talk about how you did it. But here we have an in-body from just a few days ago uh, on October 24th. And you weighed in at 216 pounds, yeah. which to highlight the in-body, which we have an in-body here and people on our six-week challenge do the in-body. The in-body measures your percent body fat as well. So when you did May 27th, uh, 258 pound weigh-in, you were at 34.4% body fat. And I could feel it. And then when you checked back in a couple days ago with Spencer, you were at 216 pounds with 23.2% body fat. So for, for anybody who, who's able to do quick math, um, you've lost 42 pounds. You have lost 11% body fat in approximately five months' time. So that to me is what we would call extraordinary results. Um, if there's anything that I would hope people would aspire to do is kind of what you've done. It's it's really awesome results, but it's also not 
impossible results. No, it's not. And, it's and what not. I would say is, you know, if you, if you, when, when you start talking about losing 40 pounds and, and you look at it more so in like the, the time frame of like, you know, it's May, I want to lose 40 pounds. It seems so intimidating when you say I want to lose 40 pounds in five months. And that there was never a goal on how many pounds and how many months. It right. was always, it was just about getting back into shape. Yeah. There's, there's no timeline on saying, Hey, I want to hit 60 pounds in six months. No, that was never the goal. It was just get in, get the mindset, and then just get started. Yeah. So let's let's talk. Um, I want to briefly highlight. You said in August of 18, you were 240. Is that right? Roughly. So so between August of 18 and May of 19, you you gained about 18 pounds, 20 pounds? Probably more. You know, From, somewhere. Okay. So at what at what was your all time high? weight probably about 258 258 okay yeah and you know when did you move to dallas uh moved to dallas august of 18 okay so in that really that season of living in dallas we'll call it eight months seven months before you joined dallas crossfit dallas central you gained almost 20 pounds was that due to change of lifestyle? Was that change of place? Was that just you? Not? It was a, it was a lot of a mixture of both because being being at home and cooking for four, you're more self-conscious, especially when you have somebody in the house that is working out, that's trying striving to hit a goal themselves. And what you're putting on the plate is a lot better than when you're worrying about one. Because when you're worrying about that one, it's real easy to run through Kroger or the you, grocery store and just like, it's okay, okay I work 10-hour days, I'm tired, let me just throw a lasagna in the oven. I love pasta. I love pizza. I love Italian food. I love food. Yeah. I mean, and so I you, still love food. So it, because you were only really worried about yourself and what you were eating, you were eating poorly, like your yeah. decisions. And so um, let's let's rewind because I want to, uh, before we get into this phenomenal result, so let's rewind. You did work out here several years ago. I did. I with did. Tammy. And, um, but let's go even further back because that would have been what, 2012, 11, 12, 11, so, 12, uh, about, I think about 12, maybe 13. Yeah. So you were probably in your late twenties. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, how far back can you remember like be like struggling with weight? I mean, is this something you've had your whole life? It's, it's kind of something I've had my whole life. I've never been the slender in shape guy. I mean, in school I played, uh, played football a little bit was not very good. I was just kind of like the pine rider, you know, it's like coach like, okay, go get your play time. And then for a couple plays and come out, I was never the, the super athlete. Um, I found my passion really through JROTC, um, which kept me in some type of shape because I was constantly moving for a couple extra hours after school and doing that competitively through the school. Um, that's really what strove to <clears throat> give me the passion to get into the military um, decided I wanted to go into the army, uh, my junior year, uh, signed up my junior, senior summer and I took off to basics. So, of college? Oh, uh, no. Of, of high school? Of high school. Wow. Yeah. So 21 days after I graduated high school, I shipped off to Fort Benning, Georgia. 18. At 18 years old. And how much did you weigh? Um, I, that time, uh, 
about 180. Oh man, so you were you were definitely a slender. I mean, I don't know if you call yourself slender, but you were not overweight. I wasn't overweight, but soft I, maybe, but soft. Yeah, okay. so I wasn't in shape. Yeah, um, like a lot of the the other my friends were. You know, you could yeah. tell that they were more. They well, could go and, and run the that, mile. Was or, that junior R- or ROTC program keeping you a little bit in shape? It was. It was okay. because it was five days a week, and then you went and you did competitions on the weekend during competition season and. The competition season is kind of year-round-ish, yeah. depending on what area you're in. Okay, so you go ship off. Did you get in better shape, worse shape? I, I got in better shape. So going through basic training, if anybody's ever been through basic training, you know it's grueling. Five o'clock wake-ups, or actually four o'clock wake-ups for five o'clock PT for an hour. And it's just, it could be a range of, you know, doing low crawls or push-ups, sit-ups. It's just this vast knowledge of doing different stuff and it's never the same thing unless you're running were you enjoying the workouts the pt yes and no because i I felt better and i knew i was getting better but it was i wasn't used to getting up that early and it was like oh i gotta get up and do this again it's but that's what i signed up for so you got to kind of lace up your bootstraps or your running shoes and you got to get out there and do it because there's no walking away from it. You can't. Did You're that there. last all throughout the military? It it did. Um, working out when you get to your unit is, is a little different, um, but you're still doing the same thing. You're still doing the, the, the formations working out and, but you have a little bit more leniency in it to where y'all can go to the gym and hit the weights or you can go hit an obstacle course. But in it's, the basic training, you have to go at 5 a.m. You have yeah. to go through this kind of almost inaugural. Like, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the army. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. So then after that, did weight stay the same? Did it, how much did you weigh after the, the basics? The lowest I weighed, I, I still stayed around the 180, but I think I had lost the soft and started to gain the muscle. I'm so sure working it, out every day, yeah. you know, being on a schedule. How long did you, were you in the military? I was in the military for three years. Uh, so 21, you 21, 22, I had gotten out, um, in shape, in shape. Yeah. And then what happened or what's next? Is it, you know, nothing <laughs> for the next, like for the next several years, were you a little burnt out? I was, okay. I was because it was the, I had to do this. Because that's what they told me I had to do. So when I got to start making my own choices again, it's like, no, not going to happen. So that went on for a while. And then I got it into being an electrician. So, you know, I was constantly staying busy. Um, And then one of the jobs I wound up uh, as an electrician, I worked for the city of Houston at the Intercontinental Airport. Well, they had a gym there, and my supervisor at the time, he was in shape, so he kind of helped me and inspired me to get into the gym and at least hit the weights. So that was two and three days a week. I'd go in early, and I'd go to the gym, shower, and then go do, uh, go do my shift. And then um, how heavy did you get in that period of time? That period of time, I probably jumped up to about – 220 to 230 and then wound up getting back down to somewhere around 215 ish man so you had gained 40 to 50 pounds yeah and you were in your 20s yeah 
And when did you get down to 215? How did, did that happen? That was probably, that's probably late 20s, early 30s. Is that when you were training here with Adam? Uh, that was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think your story is pretty much, uh, I mean, we could probably grab just about any person like driving down a busy intersection <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, I was in shape when I was young. I, you know, I had kids, I got married or I hit my twenties in my career and then I gained 40 to 50 pounds. And they say, you know, when you hit your thirties, it's not like when you're in your twenties, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's not me. That's not me. You know? And, and Oh my, that yeah. was me. No. And, and so, you know, in, in, that season, right? That decade of you—you you went from working out a lot in the military to kind of recreationally working out to stay in shape. Probably your poor, your your diet was full of what poor choices? Would you say? Oh, like, a lot of poor choices. Yeah. And then you you know you looked for help, so you came and got a trainer. Um, and then how how did that go? Like that experience? That went great. I had really enjoyed working out with Adam. He's a great guy. Um, and doing that, it was that accountability person that we were looking for. So the the classes that we had, they were small classes. There was three to four of us in a class, but it was the same people all the time. So it was kind of a um, a little piece of that squad mentality or having those yes. people there so to like, what, hey, you're doing good. Keep going. Keep going. What, what was... You know, at that time, I don't know if you necessarily had the 40-pound weight loss, right? Or the drastic... Like, what I sense in you today is, like, not only did you lose the weight, but you are a new person, right? Like, you're 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 excited about going to the gym. You're eating healthy. Like, you know, and, and back then, I'm not saying that it was... It could have been, like, part one, and this is part two. But how would you describe the difference in your attitude, in your understanding of what you need to do to maintain this level of fitness and health comparatively to now maturity maturity in it all because when you're doing it and you make that decision you're like okay i'm gonna do it but if you don't fully commit my, my wife always tells me i have this switch and and until that switch flips i only do it half hearted but as soon as I flip that switch or something triggers that switch, I'm all in. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aggieland Supplements. Aggieland Supplements is located at the corner of Texas Avenue and Southwest Parkway. Go check them out and mention the Building Better People podcast to get 10% off of your purchase. Well, see, and I love your answer because I think it is saying hey it wasn't the program it wasn't the trainer it what it was me and i think that when you completely take responsibility for why you're getting results or not getting results because let, let me tell you like i'm describing back that 2011 12 season as part one right yeah i'm describing this last five months as part two they would both be effective because you were working with a phenomenal trainer back in 2011-12 who I know personally has the tools you need to be successful. 
And now you're working with a phenomenal trainer and coach. Oh, yeah. Who also has the tools to make you successful. I'm comparing the two because one of them worked, uh, I would say, it, it, the 2011-12 worked just not as well as the 2019. And you're saying it was because of your maturity. And I think right now for people listening to the podcast, they're probably in a part one season. Oh, yeah. You know? And everybody wants the part two, right? Everybody wants, and but they think that the reason they're in a part one is because of the program, <laughs> or the trainer, or you know the structure. And it's no, it's it's you. <laughs> it, it and it is because if you step back and you you look at it, and it's the same program, but the person to your left or right might be getting a different variance in what's going on. And it's not because it's not because you're not doing it right or you're not doing it. It's because they're committed to it. And if you're not committed to it, then you're not going to get well, anything out said, of it. You said it perfectly. It's your maturity. And I use this in, as an illustration in my spiritual life. Um, you know, I started going to the church that we go to today in 2008. And we love our church. Oh, yeah. Uh, we absolutely... Well, you actually go to yeah, our church. Yeah. We Shout go out to, to Pastor yeah, Will. Brazos <laughs> Fellowship. And so... And what I tell people is, you know, let's rewind time. I, I probably stepped in a handful of churches between the age of 18 and 26, right? And I remember even in, in 2005 attending a church here locally for, you know, on and off you know, what I would say maybe once or twice a month for probably a good 18 to 20 months. Why did the, why did I not completely commit and, and go all in with the church in 2005 or any of those other churches that I stepped into? It was not the church. It was me. It was my spiritual immaturity, right? So it was the fact that I wasn't fully ready to commit and in 2008, it just so happened that I walked into Brazos Fellowship with Alicia, who at the time was my fiance or girlfriend, actually. We, I proposed a few months after that. But, you know, it was, it was not the church. Like, I think sometimes we can easily, and I'm using the church right now as an example, but let's call it the trainer. Let's call it the gym. You know, I know this game because I've been in, in this game for a long time that it's very easy to say, oh, well, that program didn't work for me. Oh, well, that trainer wasn't the right trainer. I mean, on social media, you have people that are saying, hey, you know, such and such, uh, I need a new trainer, I need a new program. And it's not because the old one didn't work, you know? And yes, there are Yeah, there probably, are probably some that don't yes, work. And out. I don't yeah. want a blanket statement say that. But for the most part, I mean, there's a lot of programs that do work, right? You can, I mean, prime example is you walked into CrossFit Dallas Central and have gotten phenomenal results. And it, so I, I, I think that the, the big thing that I want to point out here is, is that your willingness to just say, hey, it was me and my immaturity, really my, my non-committal um, tendencies back then to not get everything out. So I just think that's awesome, right, that you threw that out there. It was perfectly done so you were going to say something go ahead it helps when you walk into somewhere and you feel at home too so if you can feel at home and you can feel comfortable with the with the people that you're with it helps 
Oh, and totally. The class I go to the five thirty class every morning, and you know, shout out to my my five thirty class. Uh, everybody in there is is great. The coaches are phenomenal. Everybody just they band together, help you get through it. If you're you know you're sucking wind at the end, you still got people cheering and clapping. You get through it. You got it. You got it. You know you got a couple minutes left. Keep going. Two more reps. Three more reps. Whatever the case may be, you know and push that's through. That's such a big part of being a part of a community and a gym family. Like we did a episode a couple weeks ago with Gus about BoomFit Bros. Do you even need a gym? Well, you could argue that, right? Some people are like, no. You know, some people think like, I don't need a gym. Like I could either, you know, or a gym, like community, right? Like, some people can self-program and they see results. Other people, they need, they need that family. Well, the, the conclusion on that show was yes, everyone does for the reason that you're saying. Like you're committed to that group of people. Yes, you're committed to CrossFit Dallas Central and the coach, but you are committed to that group of people. Because I promise you, when you're not there for a week, somebody's asking, where, where have you been? And when you're, you know, discouraged, I mean, I worked out there on Wednesday and I, I was in the 930 uh, peak class and I did not want to keep going, you know, and of course I'm working out with Spencer, who's a monster beast and he's going. And then there's, I literally was going with, and I wish I remembered her name. It was a sweet lady, but she just watching her take off for that 200 was encouraging to me, right? It was like, man, I better get through this kettlebell front squat because I, I got to go at least keep up with her, you know? And so it is when you're in that environment, right? And I see it every day in our gym. It makes you want to be there. It makes you feel a part of something that you cannot recreate on your own in a 24 hour fitness or a gold's gym with your headphones in your ears no. doing, you know, there's, bicep curls. There's nobody in there. The guy next to you that's that's on the on the rack, he's not going to go, hey, man, you got it, you got it. No, no. you're right. I but mean, the, maybe one out of 50. But the buddy that's across from you in the box doing the deadlift or whatever it is, when he's finishing his – he turns around and sees that you're you're struggling. And he's gonna same, he's gonna pump you up. The same applies to Tammy, right? With her group and her you know her community of of women that are working out with her in her class, you know. And so it's like I think that there's something to say of sticking with something in a when you're a part of community. So let's let's segue. I really want to talk about you losing forty plus pounds and 11 percent body fat. So let's start with the very simple question of how did you do it i committed i i, I committed I, I dove in when i saw that picture and that switch got flipped and i made the decision to start working out with spencer and start working out at at a cfdc that was the commitment right there that night after that meeting i went home i cleaned out the refrigerator Got rid of the frozen pizzas, got rid of the lasagna, whatever it was. I bought vegetables, proteins, um, and, and you know, got rid of Dr. Peppers. I love Dr. Used to love Dr. Pepper. Love Dr. Pepper. It was my favorite. Um, cut out. I used to drink Monsters or, you know, the energy drinks and stuff like that. Started cutting out the sugar and just really dove in feet first with, with all of it. Now... I see here that you have a monthly weigh-in, yeah, right? It yeah. looks like on this end body. So I'm, I see one, two, three, four, five, six weigh-ins. Um, I see you just kind of give the listener an idea of what I'm looking at. May 27th, you weighed in at 258 pounds. 
Uh, June 19th, you weighed in at 253 pounds, so you have a five pound weight loss. July 22nd, you weighed in at 245 pounds, which is an eight pound weight loss from the previous weigh-in. Uh, August 19th, you have two, you weighed in at 236 pounds, which is a nine pound weight loss from the previous weigh-in. Uh, September 19th, you have a 228 pounds, which is a uh, eight pound weight loss from the previous weigh-in, and then. October 24th, you weighed in at 216 pounds, which is an 18-pound weight, weight loss from the previous weigh-in. You lost weight every time you checked in. Yeah. You were making, and the body fat percentage, not to kind of do the same thing again, is pretty much identically going down. So, I think my favorite one on there, though, was from the past two, because if you look on there, it was like a 4.2 on the, oh, body the body fat, fat. the yeah. body fat and that was the largest so so what i describe this as because i think that you know first of all this is data and i love data because data tells a story and it and it doesn't lie to you your emotions lie to you right yeah. so so for people that just walk into the gym one day and emotionally feel overweight emotionally feel out of shape it's not factual it no. is emotional and i think that there's a completely different um tool we can use with data in the fitness industry, which is why I love the six week challenge for us because it is exactly like this. Data tells a story and we are not emotional, right? So if two weeks in, somebody comes in and weighs in and checks in much like you did every month with Spencer, the data is telling, because let's just say that day you come in and you're like, man, I'm not feeling like Yesterday's workout this was really hard, and I was sucking wind, and I just ate something really bad. And then you jump on the the in body, and it's like, wow, I've lost eight pounds and three percent body fat. Like you're encouraged, right? It's facts. Yeah. It's not emotions. And so the the data tells a story, and the story that I see as a trainer who's been doing this for a long time is, okay, this guy is in the gym regularly. He's doing the appropriate changes and modifications to his diet to continue to get results. And what I mean by that is the things that help you lose the first 10 or 20 pounds have to actually be like automatic and not effort-based to lose the next 20 pounds, meaning you have to up the ante every single time. That doesn't mean that consciously you even know you're doing that, but you're you're making adjustments in your diet continuously because, you know, let's say your level of discipline month one was like on a one to 10, it was like six. Well, month two, it was like 6.3. Month, you know, three, it was like seven. And then like what I see when you lose 18 pounds, like you're almost a 10, right? And in order to maintain that weight loss, you have to stay at a 10. Your workout intensity, let's say one to two, right? Or one to 10. Month one, maybe your workout intensity is a four. You know, month two, it's probably 4.3. Month three, it's probably a five or six, right? And you're in order to continue making this type of progress, you have to give more constantly. And the difference between people get results constantly are the people that are continuing to give more to the program, which is ultimately revolved around your nutrition and your exercise. So I want you to kind of share the progress commitment that you've given. How many days a week have you worked out? How have you adjusted dietary intake? What have been the, the tools? The, now I'm giving practical advice to the listener. Like what is the, the, the things that they can take from your story and maybe apply one or two or three? So 
I originally started with the mindset that two to three days a week and I was going to start there just to see how my body felt. But after I stepped into my first class in the box, I found myself the next morning getting up to go and do it. And then the next morning I got up to go do it. So what I thought was going to be maybe a two to three days just to start for a couple weeks or maybe even a month actually wound up turning into a strict five days a week from day one. Um, and then probably before the BCS classic, I had decided that I wanted to up the ante. I wanted to, um, I wanted more, you know, I, I, you know, they talk about the CrossFit Kool-Aid and, and I, I didn't just drink it. I jumped in it and I was like, okay, I'm going to go six days, but I didn't know where to go because my box is in Dallas. So when I come home on the weekends, how, how am I going to accomplish this? You know, yeah, I could go on to crossfit.com and I could find, you know, a Cindy or whatever I wanted to do, something that I could do at the, at a park somewhere that has a pull up bar somewhere that I could, you know, do some running or something like that. But to do that, then I'm relying just on myself again. And I know if I'm relying just on myself, I can't do that alone. So I've done a few drop-ins at, at a couple of different boxes here in College Station so that I could experience just a little bit of different programming, you know, because it's kind of you test a little here, test a little there, kind of see what other people think when they're doing their, when they're doing their programming and, and how they're going about it. So, um, I just really just dove into it that way. And I feel good when I do it, when I go on, I work out and I come home and get ready. It's like, okay, what are we going to do now? Let's, let's keep moving. Yeah. It's like you're, you're traveling essentially on the weekends and working out, you know, even though you're coming to the same town, which is your hometown, (laughs) you're actually working out like while you're traveling because you love it so much. And so what, and and I love the way that you said, I intended to do three days a week (laughs) and now I ended up going five days a week and now I'm going six days a week. So you're obviously enjoying the workouts, committed to the workouts, what would you say in terms of eating, right? Like the way that you've adjusted your diet, like how can, can we learn from this from you? So I used, I love food. I love food no matter what, you know, and I used to eat to the point where it hurt, you know, so overeating. Um, and when in the past, when I had seen some results, not the results I've seen now, but I made the decision back then is like, okay, I'm going to eat till I'm satisfied. Once, once I'm satisfied, no matter if it's three bites into it, six bites into it, whatever it is, I'm just going to push the plate away, step away from the table and that's it. Um, but also cutting back, um, the carbs, the, the pastas, the, the breads, the, uh, you know, eating out, um, eating out used to be a big thing, you know, especially when you're, when you're by yourself, you know, you go and it's just as easy to run through the drive through and I don't, I don't have to do dishes or I don't have to worry about cooking or, um, and just getting on strict proteins with, you know, chickens and chicken and steak and, or well, chicken, beef, pork, you know, just the major things, turkey, 
uh, and vegetables. Uh, for lunch, getting not eating out during lunch. You know, it's really easy when you're when you're on the job site. They have a truck that drives up. You don't have to go anywhere. You can go get some tacos off the truck, and I love tacos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, street tacos are the best sometimes. You know, so tacos make the world go around or used to anyway. <laughs> um, and so for lunch, just getting back to taking lunch, whether it's taking what's left over from the night before. Or, you know, taking a sandwich. So the sandwich used to consist of, you know, two slices of bread, the meat, cheese, a little bit of mayonnaise, and that was it. Well, diving a little further into it and trying to restrict a little bit more of those carbs, lunch turned into the same amount of protein, but one slice of bread instead of two. Uh, Breakfast, staying consistent with breakfast, eating uh, eggs and a protein versus trying to just grab a, you know, a granola bar or something like that. Um, and then, so breakfast, eggs and protein, uh, mid morning shake, then lunch. And then in the afternoon, maybe a protein bar or an apple and then dinner that night. So, so what would you say if you could attribute the results that you've gotten to one thing. And I know this is a really hard, uh, thoughtful question because there's a lot that I'm hearing that you're doing in terms of nutrition and exercise. What would you say is the one thing that has really led you to losing 42 pounds and 11% body fat in the last five months? That's, that's loaded. <laughs> that's tough. Um, one thing. You cannot, if you sit back and you think about it, you can't say that it's just one thing because it's multiple things. But if I had to put it into one word, it'd be faith. Mm. Because it's not only faith in myself, it's faith in my trainer, faith in my coach, faith in my box mates, faith in the journey. Um, Because without faith, what else do we have? I love that, man. So we recently with the BCS Classic, you know, our whole, the the festival, the event was about family, fitness, and faith. And what you're describing in faith, and I believe that, yes, this is a huge part of faith too, is faith in yourself, right? Faith in others. Faith is believing, right? And so many people in their fitness journeys don't have faith in themselves or in their trainer or in their community that they can, you know, and so like, man, and, you know, I love this so much. And as I'm like processing it personally, because I, I think faith, yes, has a bigger meaning and faith in the Lord. Uh, but there's another part of faith, which is, hey, have faith in yourself. Like, yes, maybe you've been a failure in past times when you've tried to lose weight. Maybe you have had trainers that have let you down because they were unreliable or maybe they didn't follow through with promises, but have faith in the new trainer. So dude, you just like took me to a whole nother level in my head. So, uh, you maybe gave me something that I can (laughs) seriously. So, um, okay. Last question. The title of the podcast is building better people, right? That is why we do this. That's why I'm here early on a Saturday to interview you, right? Because I believe that somebody will hear your story, right? This exact recording and that they will be inspired to start exercising, which ultimately will 
make them a better version of themselves. It'll impact their, if they're married, it'll impact their marriage. If they're a parent, it'll impact their parenting. If they're, um, you know, a business owner, it'll impact their, their organization. If they're a student, it'll impact uh, their relationships and their friendships. If, you know, regardless of what you do, it's going to, I believe working out is going to make a positive impact in your life. So how is that statement true for you? As you started exercising, right, as you started getting back into it, how did you become a better version of yourself? It changed my mindset. It really, so without working out, I was tired. I, I didn't want to do much. It's like I, you go in, you put in your time at work, you come home, you're exhausted, and that was it. There was nothing past getting up, going to work, and coming back. But now that I'm working out, my energy is restored. It's what's next. Let's keep going. Let's let's do something. It, it's really brought back, I would say, the 20-year-old me kind of to where the adventure's back. The spark is back. The passion is back. The... The mindset is there just to not give up and to keep pushing forward every day on no matter what it is, whether it's stresses at work, whether it's stresses at home, especially when, in my case, when we're about 250 miles apart, you know, uh, it, it helped make me physically and really mentally and emotionally stronger to take everything on each and every day as I wake up. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.